my sisters, you know we are coffee stands here at OKSIS, and of course, a major proponent of propelling women forward. So what if we told you that your morning coffee could support girls going to school? With Goran Goza Coffee's Girls Run the World blend, you can do just that. Girls Run the World Blend, I'm so down. Each bag equals a day of education for a young woman in Mozambique. And as you ladies know, my husband has been getting super into coffee over here at my house during quarantine. So he made a nice, rich, incredible pour over with the Girls Run the Coffee World Blend. And we can say quality is A++. So obviously we got you sisters a deal so you can start your morning right with quality coffee while also making an impact in women's education. Use code OKSIS, that's O-K-A-Y-S-I-S, for 20% off your first order at gorongozacoffee.com. That's G-O-R-O-N-G-O-S-A coffee.com for premium coffee with real impact. And as always, that link is in the show notes. Happy coffee drinking, sisters, and let's just all agree that girls run the world. Welcome to OK Sis. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I'm Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy. As we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. Ready, ready sisters? sisters? Hello, sisters. It is Monday. TGIM. Which is the OK Sis slogan. The motto. Well, Hashtag. other when our like sisters IRL, rad female guests. <laughs> 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 we got a lot of things that we say here at OKSIS, and for those who are new, I'm Scout. I'm Mads. And we are the sisters behind OKSIS Podcast. Yeah, and you, you found yourself here. Welcome. Welcome to the sisterhood. It's a fun place, fun corner of the internet, as I like to think of it. Yeah, are we like on the internet? Is a pod- I guess the podcast is an internet, because you need the internet to listen to a podcast. I mean, it is definitely a digital medium. Yes. We are true. in the digital sphere. Yeah. What about a uh, little corner of the digi- digital uh, landscape? Okay. Okay. That sounds good. Um, I have a question for you. Oh. When you work out, mm-hmm. does your vagina sweat? 110%. Because every time I walk out, there's like vagina sweat marks on my pants, and I'm wondering if that's embarrassing. So there's, there's a, I have a lot of thoughts on this. It depends what workout you're doing. So if there's a workout like spin where my whole body is just going to be dripping, then it's, then my pants turn a different shade of color than it was because the whole thing is sweating. Now, if you're going to a bar class, if you're going to Pilates, where there's a little perspiration, but you're not dripping sweat, right? If you're wearing gray leggings, that area is going to be a different shade of gray than the rest of your pants. And yes, it is embarrassing. So that's what's happening to me every goddamn day. So... At 45, you don't schwitz the whole the whole t- head to toe? Not really. Mm. I do schwitz, but it's just very apparently now, in the vagina area. Now, is this area. happening with your black leggings? Um, It's not as apparent with one of my black leggings, but um, like I, not all my leggings are black. I have these like light blue gray ones, yeah. and it's yeah. just... Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that's a situation. You need to just be mentally prepared for that. You also need to own it. Sometimes I walk out, and I'm like, yeah, my vagina is dripping sweat, and I worked out. Yeah, so that's what I've been doing, and I just... I mean, I came home one time, and Adam was like, your vagina's sweating, <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. And now every time I work out, I look down, and there's just these sweat marks in my vagina. You know... I think people in the class, the camaraderie of the class would not mind. But yes, going out into the public and people seeing your vagina sweat, uh, yeah, it's not ideal. 
I mean, I hope it's everybody. It's not an under- ideal look. I hope everybody understands that at forty five. Like I'm just trying to do my best over here. Well, people at F forty five for sure understand. I'm trying to let you know that you need to go immediately home. Well, I do. Okay, if you're going to a coffee shop, see sometimes like after Pilates or whatever, I'll go. I'll go to a coffee shop. Or, or run some errands and if the vagina is what's going on i'm not doing any of that hmm. because people are going to think i have a condition or that i peed myself see i just don't really give a fuck like well, if it's people i don't also- know if i'm like grocery shopping like, i don't know these people whatever but i'm more embarrassed by the people in the f45 class because like, oh, i, I would see them all the time oh i wouldn't be i wouldn't i wouldn't be bothered by that okay these people are in it with you they are in the mindset of fitness and health, and they are they are there to improve their bodies and their stamina. They are not looking at your vagina sweat, okay. or they are just being like, yeah. "Oh, actually, bitch is sweating." Bitch is sweating. Also, they might be looking at you and saying, "Good job." Oh, I hope you're so. doing it right. So, update on my workout life. Um, I'm really surprised you didn't post this to OK Sis because I really thought you were going to. Um, I what? threw my back out a month ago. <laughs> oh, the video you and sent I took me? a video. She looked like Hunchback of Notre Dame. Like I couldn't Notre stand Dame. straight and I couldn't walk quickly. It was like a slow step with the Hunchback situation. Yeah, I thought you were lying to me. I was like, "There's no way." You- actually are hunched over like that and i think you were hyperbolizing it no a i bit. really wasn't it was so bad dude i mean she literally looked like she was you were a c-curve like you were yeah your whole body had morphed into a c-curve i couldn't sleep on my stomach for three weeks so when you were laying on your back were you like a dead bug were you like coiled up yeah, I could only sleep on my side or on my back. Oh, the, the side. Yeah, yeah. 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 It oh was bad. God. So I had wow. to take a break from working out because obviously, and I still, like, when I go in there, this was my first week back, and I went three times this week, and the instructors, like, tell me, you know, don't do this, don't do that. So I can't do deadlifts right now or any of that sort I of emotion. I deadlift. Me I too, but I can't deadlift. do it. I can't do it. So not, not yet. controversial take, I think deadlifts are the easiest exercises. Yeah, I don't think they're that hard. And I, I up. I up the the weight. Oh, see, uh, uh-uh, no, I you have to. You always have to do a a, a a heavier weight for for deadlifts in order to feel it, and I, I feel it. But when I when when I'm in a workout class, they're like, these are dead, deadly. Like these hurt so much. These are the hardest things. I'm just like. See, that's what hurt my back was because I went up on the weights and I really, well, because I also, you have to put a little bend in your knees. You can't lock out the knees. Yes, I know that. But I overextended my back in yoga four years ago. So I have a pre-existing injury in the back. Yes. So it flared up and took me out. But are you proud that I got back in the game? I mean, I would hope so. Like, if this took you out forever, then what does that say about you? Okay, you know what? My track record with working out isn't that great. <laughs> that is and true. So any oh, so you, you think that, oh, because this might have been like a blocker, you would have not. Yeah, this might have been like, ooh, this it. is nice sleeping in every day a little longer than usual. No. I am very proud of you. Um, people bounce back from injuries all the time, but I understand that your your situation is a little more severe. Yeah, thank you. It took I, a lot I, of mental uh, mental strength for you to get back in there wake up and i did and i went and i'm stoked amazing great okay anyways um uh you're in san diego right now i know 
I feel like so cozy. We're in like a little cave in your home. Yeah, we're in a cave. Um, Adam wanted to show you the demo of his sound system, but we don't have time for that shit. No, 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 because I got to get back to L.A. This place gives me anxiety sometimes. Oh, my God. I'm joking. I'm really, really excited for Thanksgiving. We're going to have so much fun. I'm just, I'm in, I'm completely inundated in the holiday spirit. I Hmm. am a... As you know, I start listening to Christmas music, I think, in September. I want the holiday season to continue for the whole year. It is something that I am so passionate about. I do not celebrate Christmas, but that is okay because I participate in the cultural consciousness of it. Although I hate Thanksgiving. Not a fan of the food. Not a fan of the food. I don't understand why we do not eat Thanksgiving meal uh, normally because i'm not big into turkey you know it's not my fave um and also it's the one holiday where our parents get a little nuts about who we spend it with since our parents are divorced and they're usually really good about that kind of stuff but for some reason on thanksgiving they get crazy this is kind of true they get a little territorial it's not even a jewish holiday i don't even know what they're fucking worried about well because it's a big familial ordeal and yeah. Come Anyways, on. I fucking love Thanksgiving. I'm going to be in San Diego all week. Thank God my job allows me to be flexible and I can work from home. So I am just going to be posted up here. And you're going to come to F45 with me. I'm going to come to F45. We're going to see if you throw out your back again. No, it's not going to happen. And we'll see the vagina sweat. Oh, God. Good Lord. Maybe Good you shouldn't come Lord. with me. You're going like, to tell everybody about it. Oh, Good my God. Lord. <sighs> Anyways, do we want to talk about the fact that we got the new winter box at FabFitFun? We sure do. So, ladies, sisters, as you guys know, we're huge uh, proponents of FabFitFun over here. It's just a it's a box of wonderment. It is a it is a literal box that is very cute. First of all, so it, it when it if it's right outside your doorstep and your neighbors walking by, they're probably like they're jealous. Damn. What is in that cute ass box? And I'm gonna tell you what's in it. There are full size, not sample size, not sample size because sample size are for lame people, weak people. <laughs> also, I mean, for the money to get full size, it's ridiculous. So there's full size products. It's all focused on fitness, well, uh, well, health and wellness products, and it's just a a little gift of self care that you can. Um, yeah, and you can customize the box Employed so you can kind of like, you know, let FabFitFun know what you like more, what you like less. We got to customize our winter box, and I got the most amazing slippers from PJ Salvage. They're like fur in the inside and crocheted gray. Perfect for the holidays. Perfect so cute. for the coziness. I've also never really had slippers, and I've always wanted slippers, so I'm really stoked. Oh, I'm a big slipper person. Yeah, I've never had slippers. I'm a slipper stand for sure. Um, but not only that... It's just a really good way to discover new products and discover new brands. So a lot of the products are founded by females, which like, hello, we are all about female empowerment over here. So that is super cool that they that they put that much um, detail into making sure that. Yeah, and it's a seasonal founded. box. So you get four a year and they're usually forty nine ninety nine a box um, with a retail value of at least over two hundred dollars. But, but with our little code, okay, says at fabfitfun.com, you can get $10 off your first box. This and um, tell them all about the other perks of being a FabFitFun member. Because yeah, so it goes beyond you, the box. Right. It's beyond It's beyond the box. Oh, my God. They should trademark that. That is a great slogan. So 
beyond the bucks, the members. Um, so if you do sign up, you become a member and you gain access to flash sales. You can also have access to their on-demand videos from FabFitFun TV, which is just additional content. And you guys know we're all about premium content. Um, there's also more exclusive content from people from experts like Venus Williams, Jillian Michaels, so many more. And it's all free with your Profit Fund membership. Yeah, and they have flash sales that you get to be a part of. I mean the whole thing's great. It's a also, great little community. This winter, so as we said it's seasonal, so this is the winter box. Their charity partner is the women's Alzheimer's movement. So every season they they uh, partner with a nonprofit which is i mean Amazing. just admirable mm-hmm. yeah and so you can go to fatfitfun.com and put in the code okaysis o k a y s i s for $10 off your first box which makes it 39.99 for literally over $200 worth of products and we will link that link in the show notes also good um hanukkah present oh yeah excellent you should get this for your friends i mean it's all about self-care self-love doing something good for yourself i love that it's a great idea amazing yeah so have fun ladies um i just bit my nail off it was pretty long it just gave me the heebie-jeebies well i know it was really long and i was hoping to not bite it but i did all right, let's move along. Okay. Um, current fixations? Uh, sure. Or do you want to do some more housekeeping stuff real quick? We have a secret Facebook group. If you're not in it, I don't know what you're doing. It's amazing. It's okay, sisters. The T-E-R-S is in parentheses, and it is amazing. Mm-hmm. Also, you want to tell them to rate and whatever, because I love it when you say it. You do it so well. What do you mean? You're like, smash that subscribe <laughs> button. You do like the weird stuff. You do the weird stuff. All right, so this is what I want you to do. See, I told you. If you're driving. Don't do this. Don't do this. (laughs) But if you're sitting at your desk and you're bored at work, which most of us are, pick up that little phone, the device that is next to you. Go to the iTunes app, podcast app, that is implicit with your phone. It comes with the phone. If they have an iPhone. Oh, we are. Yeah, we're on Stitcher and all that stuff as well. If you have an Android. Okay, so go to the podcast. Then you type in OK Sis. Hopefully you're subscribed because you're listening to this. But if you're not, go to OK Sis and smash the subscribe button. It's really fun to smash it. It feels it feels empowering. You are bettering yourself. You are subscribing to premium weekly discussions on life and sisterhood and just plain silliness, but also sophistication. It is going to elevate your experience and your Weak. Okay, you are intense. Um, but yeah, also Do you not agree? No, I totally agree. And if you guys want to rate us five stars, that also really helps us. We do this every single week and we pour our heart and souls into OK Sis. So if you are a fan, please leave a review and rate us five stars. Yeah, we read all of the reviews. Yes, we do. Um, okay, let's do current fixations. Um, mine is going to be apparent because it is on the TV screen right now that I haven't turned oh, off. Dear God. So um, we've had actually this has been Past OKSIS, two past OKSIS Maybe guests, three. current fixations. Maybe three. And I, I cannot hear about this show enough, yeah. and I still do not have any inkling to start it. So I started it because I was watching. Can I was, you tell them what okay, it is? Okay, so it's 90 Day Fiance, and it's on Hulu. It's a TLC show, and I was watching Instagram videos yesterday, and someone did like a like a like a sneak peek of um, 90 Day Fiance, and I was so intrigued to know more. So I was like, I have to watch the show. So today I put it on. I've seen, like, I think I'm on episode four of the latest season or episode three of the latest season, and it is quite interesting. I mean, there's some where you're like, 
dude, she's so using you for your money, but the girl doesn't realize the guy doesn't have a lot of money, but they just think because he lives in America, it's like better. And then there's others that are young and 18 years old and in love, and this is the only way they can be together. And so like, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But it's just so interesting to see how blind some people can be when they make really big decisions. Um, But it is very interesting. I have only heard positive feedback from this show. My qualm with it is I I'm not a big reality TV person unless it is the Bachelor franchise. For some reason, yeah, I can't you. get into you're really into um like game shows. Game stuff. shows. Not game show like judge stuff. Yeah, uh challenge shows yeah. or whatever. I'm not into any of that. I don't get the home decor renovation oh, shows. I love those. See, I'm I'm just I, I want a script. I want a writer's room to give me a well thought out script and I want to watch art. Okay, well 90 Day Fiance is art in its own <laughs> in its own right. Okay. Um these people are putting their insane decisions and you know this guy that we're looking at right here, he's an asshole. Oh. And she should definitely run away. Wow. Well, you also paused it and the subtitles say a bad father. So oh, I'm going to yeah. take that as. Yeah, I think he's a bad father. Bad well, he, th- that little girl isn't his daughter. It's her daughter. Yeah, and so, that makes sense. Yeah, she already has her daughter calling him daddy and she's never Oof. met him. So it's, it's, it's an interesting situation. Oh, well. So anyways, if you're looking for some premium TV content, 90 Day Fiance, guys. Amazing. Oh, uh, before we get into my current fixation, let's talk about the... <laughs> The overtime that ABC's marketing team is doing on this new oh, upcoming season of the some turbulence, the amount of windmill and airplane and pilot jokes that are about to ensue, and that we are going to have to willingly take part in. Dude, I'm not here for the windmill jokes. I'm not. I, here. I don't think. Did you see the uh, the commercial? No, I haven't. Oh my god, is it good? it's literally him coming out of a windmill. Oh Jesus! And him being like, "Come into my windmill." And oh it's my just, god, we it's it's like not a big deal. They had sex. It's not a windmill. It's a fucking like Airbnb that looks like a windmill. Like it's not like they. Oh my god! Can we stay in the Airbnb windmill? Yeah, probably. But it's not like it's like a haystack and a windmill, and there's like no bed. It's like a house. Yeah. Well, there was no bathroom. I don't think we did there not has, see a bathroom. Okay, there's a bathroom. You don't. They're not gonna shack you up somewhere with no bathroom. That's crazy. But it did inspire him to fuck four times. Yes. That is just. I mean, we talked about this in a previous episode. I mean, record shattering. I mean, I know some people who do that. I'll talk to you about it after. But yeah, that's um, not. I'm not in that camp. Yeah, but also these people have been dating for like all this time, and they're in a competition, and then all this time of, of like two weeks. No, but they've been doing these things for three weeks, and they haven't been able to like really, you know, connect sure. off camera. And so when they do, I'm sure they're not sleeping. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm and here. Also, this could be their last night together. So got to pull out all the stops. <sighs> oh my god, I'm here for Pilot Pete. Um, I still want Mike. I oh no, he he's become a little strange and a little he's thirsty. A little thirsty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 I'm here for Pilot Pete. One thing that I thought was very strange, and all my friends do not think is strange, he's not verified on Instagram. That is very strange. Now he's 1.2 million followers. He's not verified on Instagram, and people are like, oh, because he doesn't give a shit. I'm like, I don't think 
it's because he de- like I understand you can submit yourself, but I also think Instagram and ABC is like, yo, Instagram, get him verified. Like what? Yeah, no, I'm with you. On Does that. that not seem like straight? I don't think he would personally need to apply. I think Instagram would just give it to him. I don't know. I don't know if you have to apply. Do you think Kylie Jenner, if she didn't, if like but Kylie Jenner is different, like Jennifer Anderson, she called up Instagram, was like, yo, get me verified. I'm about to join Instagram. Maybe. Of course. What, you think she joined and then just submitted herself? And, and no, she has, there's ways. And there's PR people. And they, he's literally the bachelor. You're he very, needs, very passionate about him being I'm Instagram verified. I'm just very verified. confused. I'm more so just confused. I bet you once it starts, they'll Instagram verify him. But they should by now. It's right? Dumb. It's just, I mean, they should have. When Is Mike verified? Yes. Every, every other bachelor, people that have 80,000 followers who have been on The Bachelor are verified. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to make a statement. Maybe Instagram doesn't like Pilot Pete. No, I, I just, I highly, that's false. Or maybe he doesn't want it. I don't know. We should ask him. I know. Should he come on the pod? Our no. first male guest? We should just slide into his DM and be like, yo, how do you feel about the fact that you're not verified? I, I'm sure he does not give any shits. Also, he hasn't been on Instagram because he's been filming. Also, I, and saw, getting hurt. I saw some of the pictures of the girls. Interesting choices. I'm excited to see what unfolds. Yeah, I haven't seen, I haven't, I don't really do, like, analysis before and judgments. Either do I, but it just came up on my Explore page, so I was, like, looking around, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, My Explore page these days has been just, I mean, such a gleeful place for me. It is, like, an oasis of all the things that I love. Oh. Are you ready for what ensues? Is it pictures of Bill Hader? <laughs> it's exactly that. It's pictures of Bill Hader. It's succession memes and then photos of really beautiful and serene home decor. Oh, that's nice. It is It is a fabulous place to go. For some reason, I still have a lot of wedding content on mine, which oh, no, I'm confused no, no, about. No. I don't I don't see anything about weddings. I don't see one thing. Oh, there's not one thing about weddings. With wedding shit. There's no babies. There's no weddings. It is all Bill Hader succession and homes. Mine's like pretty girls around the world. I don't know why. No, no, no. No, I don't fuck with that. There are some bloggers in there, but I'm just like, get get me the Bill Hader content. Oh my god, you let me keep Hader. scrolling. <laughs> um, okay, so my current fixation, something that you complimented me on when I walked into your door. I didn't compliment you. I asked you where you got it. <laughs> I take that as a compliment because you were interested. It piqued your interest. Because I don't like it that much. Oh my god, your face. Uh- <laughs> I just don't think it looks that great. You kind of look like dad looked like when we were like eight. Wait. <laughs> that is so rude. <laughs> I cannot believe you just said that. Just being honest. Well, let's let's level down the honesty because this is the most amazing thing that I have ever purchased. And you're going to be sorry once I tell you the ethos behind okay, it. Okay, I didn't say the ethos is bad. I just don't think it looks that cute on you. Not on you, just in general. Oh like, I don't think it would look cute on anyone. Oh, my God. Okay, Scout. Yeah. Take that back because I want them to like be a sponsor on the podcast and I, I think they are doing such amazing things. Okay. All right. I'm oh, very, I very like I'm very fueled right now. So my career fixation is this brand called <laughs> Mad Happy. They make the most amazing, comfortable sweats. I am embracing my newfound identity as a hype beast and a hype bay. And I don't even know what that means. I don't care if you don't know what it means. I am just like so perplexed by this. This is what the cool kids are wearing. When you wear big, chunky white sneakers, this is what you're supposed to wear it with. Okay. Noted. Oh, my God. I am like. 
I'm flushed. I am. Yeah, you're pissed. I'm so pissed at you right now. This, I have been, so everyone knows I've been on the hunt for a matching sweat outfit, right? There are a few brands that do this very well. Entire World is one. Lou and Gray is a good one. Mad Happy, I would consider as another another one in the players there. This brand is just all oversized sweatshirts. I think Talentless is also probably in there. But there is a, you cannot deny that there is a huge push for loungewear and athleisure. And this is, this is the walking image of what people are wearing. I like the Nasty Gal one better that we got that Kenzie recommended, the $30 one. That one is way cute. Oh my God. Okay, I'm just going to read what my thoughts are and just try to ignore you. And I'm going to stick to my own because this is like the cutest outfit I've ever worn in my life. Oh, okay. Keep going. Like truly, I think I've never looked more chic. I've never been more comfy. I feel like I look like I'm right off the sh- right off of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I am in the know of the style. I'm not going to say anything. Keep going. Oh, my God. I am like so I am so perplexed right now. I cannot believe you just told me that I don't look good. <laughs> I'm afraid to say I just it just doesn't I don't know. It's not that cute. Oh my god. Okay. I love athleisure where I love being comfy. You know me. I've been rocking that shit since like I was yes, very young. And this is okay, I'm gonna move on. So I'm going to add on to the actual clothing of the brand. It The brand is called Mad Happy, as I mentioned. And the message behind their company is they're all centered on inclusivity and optimism. And they strive to create a platform for the mental he- health conversation. As you see, Mad Happy. And what is that? What does that align with? My bipolar disorder. And okay, sis. So I want to read a little passage that they have on their website because I think it embodies what they're trying to achieve. The beauty of Mad Happy is that each person can have their own interpretation of it. In our opinion, Mad Happy is the essence of life. Two words coming together to create a lifelike existence. It's about the ups and downs and everything in between. It is recognizing that everything is imperfect because it shouldn't be. It is realizing that the lows make the highs that much more pronounced. It is seeing that the obstacles in life are actually what life is truly about. We must pursue a better version of ourselves and the world around us while still recognizing that everything is fine just as it is. Sometimes we're mad. Sometimes we're happy. However, in spite of it all, or maybe because of it all, we can always be mad happy. That's great. I love their ethos. I really do. I think that's really amazing. Um, I don't know what to tell you, though, because... I, I, I love what they stand for. I think that was a very beautiful passage and I completely agree with it all. I just don't. I just think, um, I mean, this take of yours is fraud and this is what is cool. Can you stand up real quick? Let me just take another look and see how you look. Keep the mic up to your f- mouth so you can comment. This looks like you got this at Costco. This looks like Kirkland sweatpants. Kirkland. Okay, I, I I cannot. I just can't. Okay, we're moving on because I'm gonna literally hit you in your sweaty vagina. <laughs> you are you are so wrong about this. I'm gonna post a photo. Everyone is gonna say I look fucking cute and I am a Visco girl hype beast and I am in the know. Now. Okay, can you just pretend that you're your age and you're not nineteen? I promise you that 25-year-olds are wearing this. 
I, I'm at a loss of words. I, I don't know. Going. I don't know how else to convince you. I'm going to show you other uh, more of their products because this. Yeah, I might like some of their other products. Okay, great. I'm just letting you know this is what Bella Hadid is wearing. Okay. 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 Well, I really like Bella Hadid, actually. Great. Um, <laughs> I'm glad she could influence you to wear Mad Abby. Uh, we'll see. You can tell me how much it is later. Um, okay, so for this episode, we asked some of our sisterhood for some questions, and we're going to do a little Q&A. Fabulous. So Layla, love you. She's at Layla.Halbert. That's H-A-L-B-E-R-T. She has two questions. First, what's the grossest thing you've ever done? Um, had sex in the ocean. Okay. Eaten a live cricket. Yeah, I ate a chocolate-covered cricket once. Oh, that's probably what it was. At Cold Stone? Yes, that's what it was. What's the grossest thing I've ever done? I don't know. I can't... I'm really glad you came prepared for this. I know, but I've actually been thinking about it for a while, and I still can't think of anything. I mean, I ate a cricket... I think the sweaty vagina is pretty gross. Okay, well, moving on. That's the motif of this episode. (laughs) My sweaty vagina thinks, really, that was not what I intended, but that's okay. How She also asked, how do you prepare for interviews with guests? Mads? So, I'm hypervigilant about preparation. I am a type A insane person, Mm -hmm. and I think I deliver my best work when I am over-prepared and have written out every single one of my thoughts and memorized them and then spit them back out into the content that you are hearing right now. I have a different approach. Um, I know everyone that we're interviewing, but I don't do extensive research. I don't really write down that many questions. And I'm a little bit better more on the fly and letting the conversation goes where it goes and kind of coming up with questions that I feel like are in the zone and in the energy flow. Well, yeah, I think a basic answer to this is one we only bring on guests that we admire and um, we are big proponents of the products that they create or the brands that they embody. So we are already familiar with them and that kind of makes for a very natural conversation because we're already fans of them. Um, We do write questions just in case the conversation gets stale, but we don't really, um, it's not very rigid in that way. I hope if you're listening to OKSIS, you kind of can gauge that. It's not like this rigid Q&A interview process. It's more of a discussion. And we we just get hyped. I think right before we listen to Drake or Taylor Swift. Usually Taylor Swift. Yeah. It's usually Taylor. I don't, I don't remember the last time you we listened to Drake. You literally listen to Drake? Every day. I do, but not with you. Oh, okay. Sure. Um, She also asked if we would come on her pod. Uh, Yes. Sure, let's do a pod swap. Let's do it. Okay. Oh, my God. I asked someone to do a pod swap, and they didn't really know what that was because they were just new to pods, and I was like, oh, my God. I'm oh, like, my God. You're like a veteran. I'm like an expert. Oh, my God. I had to, like, explain what a pod swap was. Okay. At Jennifer Vac, Jennifer asked, what is one thing that surprised you about working with your sister? Or is there something that you learned about each other that you wouldn't have known if you didn't work together? That we obviously have very different tastes in comfies. Okay. Well, besides that, one thing I'm surprised about working with your sister, sorry if this sounds mean. Um, you were that, just like really rude to me today. No, it's just that it hasn't been difficult because I feel like before we started. Why does po- that mean? Because I feel like we fought a lot before we started the podcast. Like we've had our fair share of disagreements and tensions and whatever as sisters as like most siblings do. 
But something that surprised me was how easy we fell into working together, making decisions together. I mean, I also really know who you are. So I know that if you don't like something, like I don't have a chance of getting that passed. You know what I mean? Great. So I am not malleable, you're saying? No, not at all. (laughs) But like I accept you and I know you. And so, I mean, if something was something I really believed in, I would push back. But But if um, it's something like fleeting, it doesn't really make sense to... Yeah. And but anyways, that's the one thing that surprises that we haven't got we've like our relationship has improved so freaking much. Like when I think about you, I could cry about how much I love you. Like, oh, my God. You you said that you would take a bullet for me. I would literally do anything for you. Like if someone fucks with you, I will literally go to the ends of the earth to protect you. That warms my heart. I don't know if you feel the same way about me, but it's okay. I think I'm getting there. Okay, great. Love it. (laughs) What's one thing that surprised you about working with me? How um, dedicated and what a sharp work ethic you have. I don't think I understood it. And I really thought because of your track record and because of what I've observed in the past, I didn't think you were going to follow through with it. And that I didn't think I thought I was going to have to do most of the work. But I think there's a really, really perfect balance. And also you do so much more than I I think I thought you were going to. That's so funny because when we started in my mind, I was like, is she not going to follow through? Like, she has to know I'm serious about this. So she better fucking commit. See, I like didn't think you were serious. I thought it was just going to be something we kind of did. And then it turned into a very committed I drive up to LA twice a month. Yeah, I really was not expecting that. That's how committed I am to OKSIS. Um, okay, Brooke, which her Instagram is Brooke Reynaud, which I'm going to spell it because I don't think I pronounced that right. B-R-O-O-K-E-R-A-I-N-A-U-D. She said, what is the behind the scenes of your podcast? Tell us about the creative process and how long it takes from start to finish to get ready to publish it. So I started, I had a, I had a podcast before this and, um, it was getting stale. I wasn't running it like a business. My numbers weren't increasing. And long story short, I had Mads on as a guest and fell in love with our energy. And so I asked her if she wanted as to. As most s- people do. Y- yes. Um, and asked her if she wanted to do a podcast with me. And honestly, like we didn't even think about it. We launched it in two weeks, which so many people today I hear they're like, I want to record my season first. I want to get this in order. I want to get that in order. But you and I literally had no episodes in the bank and we just launched it. Yeah. And I think that's that's been our uh, mentality. I think the whole the whole time I've also adopted that mentality as a result in other realms of my life that has been extremely successful. So I think the moral of the story is if you're too prepared, I don't think you're ever going to actually do it. And if you ruminate on these details rather than just actually starting it it becomes a bigger thing than it has to be in a way, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then a little bit like about the behind the scenes aspect, Mads and I usually hop on a call once a week to go through emails together. Um, We're in constant communication with each other. We're texting each other pretty much every day about the podcast. Like, Hey, did you see this person? Should I reach out to that person? Hey, do you want to have this person on? Or Hey, this PR, we get a lot of PR requests. A lot of PR companies email us to get people on. Yeah. Um, Also we do all the outreach. Um, We, we, yeah, we do work with PR people for their for our guests but we are doing it all ourselves so I think some people get um surprised to know that it's like us emailing them but I 
cannot relinquish control in that way. I think I just I'm I feel like I am better at outreach and than any PR team could do. So that's just my opinion. Yeah. Um, I also do all the social media, if you can't tell. <laughs> yeah, and then I do all the editing and uploading and stuff like that. Yeah, follow us on Twitter, please. Oh my God, no one's following us on Twitter. It's dead. It's over. It is so fun over there. I Did you see what I tweeted the other day? No. I said, anything for salinas and no one responded oh my god there was um i know wait this is huge we have not talked about this oh yeah um so i think we mentioned this a while a year ago when they were teasing it that there is going to be a netflix series about selena everyone know or i hope you all know that scout and i used to watch selena on a loop growing up we would watch it nonstop. I don't know what what came over us, but we were just so deeply obsessed. I would pray to God in my room. I would get on my knees and put my hands together and pray to God to bring Selena back. Yeah. So I was on a plane this week and they had Selena on a fucking Delta flight and I was ecstatic. Wow. That does that movie hold up like uh, it's so good. I JLo was snubbed. She was completely snubbed of that Oscar. I cannot believe she wasn't even nominated. If she wins for Hustlers, that is going to be because of the snubbery that happened in 1997. It came out in 1997? Yeah, but it was the 1998 Oscars. Oh, okay, got it. She only got nominated for a Golden Globe. She did not get nominated for an Oscar. This was her first movie, but that doesn't matter because no, JLo, JLo, Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, got nominated for her yeah, and I didn't think she should have won for that. Person. She didn't. She didn't win for that. She won for Silver Linings. Playbook. I know. I don't think she should have won for Silver Linings. I that yeah, con- hot hot take, controversial take. Silver Linings Playbook is garbage. Yeah, agreed. It is utter. I'm actually surprised that you think that because, no, it's, because all it's all about mental, mental illness, and I didn't feel connected to it for two seconds. And like I, the Joker. Oh my god. I, oh my god. Everybody go I regret everything. Everybody go to my everything. I regret everything. Please take it back. Take it back. I have. Put a rant that I went on about MBR. Did you put it in the highlights? Did you make it a hi- is, Yep, it's in a highlight. You made a Joker highlight? Yeah, it's in the highlights. Because I, I feel like everybody should hear my take on this utter garbage review that NPR pop culture. Okay, I'm going to wait. I need to. I need to. I, I will be remiss if I do not stand up for my dearly beloved. You haven't even listened to this episode, so how do you know? The Joker? Yeah. Yes, I did. Oh, it's terrible. No, I I didn't agree with what they said. I don't necessarily agree with a lot of what of what they report on. Pop culture happy hour. I have been listening for maybe three years now. They review most pop culture phenomena, mostly TV and movies. Um, and I am just obsessed with their minds and their prolificness. And I, they're one of the podcasts I listen to after I watch a movie. In the zeitgeist, I go to them and I go to the ringer to form my own opinions. And I agree. I, I don't think that their take was um, pronounced. I don't think it was. It, yeah, it was a little Elitist, blind. Yeah, pretentious. No, okay, all right. All right. But I wouldn't. Detached from reality. All right, Scout. But I am here to defend the the podcast and institution that is NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour they do produce other great content so i'm not going to just dismiss them as you have 
based on this one episode. Anyways, I'm not going to give away my rant, but if you go to my Instagram, at Scout Sobel, you can watch. Do you have any other highlights or you just have no, the Joker highlights? No, I do highlights? have other highlights, oh, okay. but I do have the Joker highlights. I went on a like a seven-minute rant. Um, uh, my question about that rant is, where was everyone else? Because I could hear Dad in the background, but he, uh, was he not he just was, watching you? No, he was in. I was in the kitchen, and he was in the living room with Bentley listening to music. I walked in and I said, I have to record something, dad. I'm very pissed off. And he was like, okay. And so I just ran into the kitchen and recorded me talking about the Joker. And then I got a lot of feedback. Anyway, so to circle back, um, we, the Selena Netflix series, they just put out like a little promo and I could not be more excited. Yeah, we're stoked. Um, okay, next question. This is from Casey at Casey Weber. Curious how you guys manage to get such great influencers and guests on your show. Do you slide into their DMs? Do you leverage mutual friends? Um, Most of them is cold emails or sliding into the DMs. Mm-hmm. We have been extremely fortunate. We say this all the time. The women that say yes to the podcast to come on and, and graciously give up, not give up, but dedicate two hours essentially of their time to talking to us is unparalleled. I really did not, I did not think that people would be so willing to come. I think also we're, we started a podcast at a very perfect time. I think everyone wants to dip their toes into podcasting. They want to be guests on podcasts. They want to see what it's all about. They want to spread their message in different mediums and different ways. And I think podcasting is something that a lot of people um, especially influencers or people who have established themselves on Instagram, they now are like, oh, what is this cool other thing? Let me go on a guest, be a guest on a podcast to see if this is something maybe I want to create. So a lot of people have actually been curious about podcasting. And mo- a lot of our guests have created podcasts since we've had them on. Pia, Sarah, Tan, Laura Elizabeth, like everyone, I think they come on our podcast sometimes as practice. Heather McMahon, like they, and then they go off and understand that the podcasting medium is a really great space for them. I think also once we got like three big guests under our bell it helped boost our credibility so Definitely. now like, it's easier for us to go to bigger guests and say we've had x y and z on and, um, and then they, they become like really interested and also yeah. i think we've gotten guests guests through our guests yeah so because we had shawnee darden we were more comfortable reaching out to like Nichelle. Well, no, Nich- no, well, because like we besties. had Nichelle. Because we had Nichelle, we got Shawnee Darden. And then, oh, we did Nichelle first. Yeah, we did oh, Nichelle okay. first, and then um, it kind of just like spreads a little bit like that. Yeah, and you and uh, like people like find brand alignment with us. Mm-hmm. And but what I would say if you're starting a podcast, like definitely don't be afraid to reach out to those big people. The Mads and I did it, and we've been so fortunate, and we've been able to interview people that we never even thought we would have the chance to. Even yeah, when some of them say yes, I'm like, what the. Yeah, we go crazy. Yeah, Yeah. we go nuts. Um, Okay, I'd love to know more about what Maddie does, what you guys initially studied in school, and how it led you to what you're doing now and working towards. This is from at Kelly Grace MCN. Yeah, I actually don't think I've ever, because I know you've mentioned that you started your own podcasting agency called Scouts Agency, and I don't think I've ever talked about what I do. You don't. (laughs) Because we, okay, so I'll give a little little summary a career trajectory if you will so I went uh to USC University of Southern California aka University of Spoiled Children as they call it and I studied business administration there graduated in December 2015 so it's been four years holy that's nuts (laughs) that scares me um and then I serendipitously 
entered the tech space, um, actually. I never thought I was into tech or, or was interested in it, but I increasingly became fascinated, fascinated by the way that technology revolutionizes otherwise antiquated industries. So I've worked in the fashion tech space. I've worked in the interior design tech space. And both of these companies leverage technology to either streamline or facilitate or even create opportunities within their industry and, and kind of shake it up a little bit, which I found fascinating. And then I just increasingly became aware of emerging technologies. And it's just something that I've, I've become very passionate about. Um, right now, and the reason I think I haven't said this is because we want to bring our mother on. So I work actually for my mother. She is creating a technology around interactive storytelling. And just don't give away too much because I want no, I won't. To, I want I won't. her to tell about it on the pod. Also, if I just say that, you have no idea what it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking amazing. It's very, very specific and um, it's very new. And we're excited for it to be out in the world. It's another startup. I also have only worked at startups and small companies. I don't think I am uh, for the corporate mold. <laughs> I, I went on a business trip this past week with my mom. And we had to we had to do a uh, presentation to a very corporate company. And it was like hilarious. I had to go buy a suit. And it was just, I was having a field day. Because this is Corporate just mads. Corporate mads. Just completely so out of my wheelhouse. But I, I, I've always loved more intimate and um, I like companies where the teams are smaller and I feel like I'm adding direct value. I'm also just more um, more of a self-starter. I don't like to – obviously, I need to be um, directed and supported and maybe mentored a little bit. But I, I would like people to like give me a task and just be like, figure it out. I don't like when it's too much structure. Like being exactly. So I think the startup life and world has been – really good for me and good for my work um, ethic. But um, I'm also thinking about entering like the travel tech space. I've always had aspirations for creating my own app and creating my own tech tech company. Um, so that's kind of, and uh, just so you know, I work more in like the account management side and the business development side of tech, not, um, not like software. coding. Yeah, not yeah. software development. But with this current company, since I work for my mom and it's it's very small, I have been able to touch a lot of different areas within within a company itself, but within a tech company. So I kind of work on the product management side, um, even just like consulting on how our website should look, how the app should look. I was kind of like a mediator between all those different branches. So that's something that's what I do outside of the podcast. Love it. And then she also asked what you guys initially studied in school. I studied English and literature. Um, and I, yes, went to one, two, three, four, four different colleges because um, I had some mental issues that I had to uh, figure out first. But I studied English, British literature, poetry, and stuff that you cannot turn into a job. Yeah, I was the more pragmatic one. I was like, I'm going to study my passion. Yeah, but the thing is, I didn't really have... So just so you, just to give you guys some context, I grew up in musical theater, if you can't tell by the expressiveness and the... the guys, she's the best singer in the whole oh, entire world. Well, okay, so I grew up, I grew up um, doing musical theater pretty professionally um, throughout my teen years and into high school, and I was applying to colleges to pursue musical theater and 
I've always loved learning. I loved school. Um, I'm, I, I've excelled at school, so I didn't want to essentially give that up. And I also didn't believe in like hybrid programs. No like shade to that, but I didn't believe that you could do me if you really want to do musical theater you had to you had to commit a thousand percent I didn't think that it could it would be a viable option to kind of uh blend the two and there's schools that do that well I think Michigan you mish does a really good way of that but I just um I decided to quit it cold turkey and then I went uh to NYU my freshman year and kind of didn't that's a whole other podcast can you are you no? Because I forgot. To me? Yes, I did, but I forgot one question. I'm just looking okay. up. Keep going. So I went to NYU my freshman year. Um, I thought it was the perfect school for me. I've always loved New York, especially with the musical theater um, influence that it has there, and I hated it. <laughs> Playing, yeah. Play, yeah, I probably had one of the worst years of my life there. Um, as most people know, there's no campus, which I was aware of going into it, but I didn't think that was something I wanted in a college. Again. Not very typical. I, I'm not into the, like the typical college experience. So, um, but but you went to USC. But yeah, and then I was like, I need the college experience. But no, what it was was there's no um, there's no support. There's no uh, f- people or people don't feel pride going to NYU. It's like I this weird. Agree with that, but okay. Uh, Okay, well, you didn't go there. Yeah, so but you I don't know, know a lot of people that went to NYU. They were really proud no, of no, it. No, 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 they're re- no, no, no. They're, I'm not saying that. They're proud of the of the education and the school and the and there's the no diploma. school spirit. Yes, that's what I meant. School spirit. You're not like running around like rah rah NYU. Like people are just like heads down, go to class, go to an internship, live away from each other. See, that like, was more my vibe. Yeah. So I was, and as you all can un- like understand about me, I'm very outgoing, and I could not make one friend. It was very strange and this had never happened to me in my life so um I also didn't know what I wanted to do so I I mean I transferred to USC where obviously the camaraderie and school spirit is uh, very strong and um I again still didn't know what I wanted to do so I just did business because I thought it was gonna it would be just something practical in order to uh pursue something later and I still don't really know what I'm doing with my life but you do thank you no I Um, do I do now I think I think this year finally I have I feel a lot more confident in what I want to do and how I want to leave a legacy in my and what I want to leave behind Oh my god, can we talk about legacy for a second because I don't give two shits about my legacy I'm gonna be dead no one's gonna remember me in 200 years And people are, like, so obsessed with their legacy. I'm like, unless you're Bill Gates, like, no one's going to know about you. This just got so real. You do not want to leave an impression on your family? On my family, that's it. But not, like, on society, really. Um, All right. I mean, I want to help people, but I I don't, like, have this urge for people to remember me so well in, like, 200 years. I don't think that's necessarily what legacy means. Oh. Okay, let's go to the next question. Oh my god, that just got so morbid. Sorry, and I was gonna talk about like my. Uh, I'll just give a quick study in school situation. I went to Berkeley City College. It was also very isolating. No campus, no friends, similar to Mads. So I transferred to Sarah Lawrence College, where I studied. Well, there was no majors at Sarah Lawrence, but I uh, focused in on creative writing and English literature. 
And then my bipolar got so bad, so I went home. And then I finally was like, I just need to go to a UC and graduate. So I went to Orange Coast College, which is a community college, just to get my, um, what's it called? Like the prerequisites in order or whatever. No idea. And then I transferred to UCSD and studied English there. And then I dropped out because I got a career opportunity. And something that I've always known is that, which I think is a little bit rare, is that I've always known my passions and like the industries I wanted to go into. They just had like a bunch of different iterations of it like I started my own magazine and was sold in Barnes and Noble I helped founded a female digital media site um stuff like that and then now I feel like I finally hit my goal of starting my own company with my podcast PR agency yeah I think I was really um I think the message of you need to do one path and you need to know what you want to do I was also surrounded by a lot of people who thought that way and who were so sure, at least they seemed so sure of what they wanted to do. And so I thought something was wrong with me. Um, And it's so funny because we come from a very entrepreneurial family. Both of our parents are entrepreneurs. And um, for some reason, I, I thought I needed to be this certain mold, this like corporate and finance and like serious type of career path where it was just so not me and it took me I think till this year to realize it so I just want to make everyone understand that there's something called pluralistic ignorance where we all kind of ascribe to this thing because we think everyone's thinking that way but we're actually all inside just being like holy shit I have no idea what I'm doing or I don't know if I I don't know what I want to do and it's just no way I think there's some some um consolation and just knowing that everyone is there's so many different paths i don't know i, I does that make any sense yeah and <laughs> i mean for me i went through so many different iterations in my career until i found yeah. the right one so don't worry like try stuff like figure try stuff out, do and an internship here do an internship there get a job here and just figure out what works and for you also just i think something that held me back a lot was that i was comparing and i still i still do but there there was a lot of shame and comparison yeah and being like oh my God, look at all my peers doing these things. I'm not doing the right thing, but that's not the case. Yeah. And it took me a long time to um, unlearn those thoughts and that and that mentality. That's good. Yeah. Okay, next well, question. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, Sage, love you Sage, at Sage D-I-R, said, what inspires you, what keeps you moving forward on your hardest days, and what's your biggest source of inspiration and life affirming? Um, so this is actually something I wanted to talk about lately because – I have been getting really serious about solidifying solidifying my morning routines, my night routines, my work schedule, optimizing workflow, being my mentally best. And some days I'm listening to like podcasts that do that or reading very books. And then some days I'm like, why am I fucking working so hard at this? Why can't I just be? And it's not like I want to give up or anything like that. But some days I'm like, why do I have to follow this regimen that makes me feel better? And then I realize, like, what's the alternative? Like being in a dark cloud, because if you're new, I suffer from bipolar disorder. And so I have to be very regimented about my days and my schedule and my routine and stuff like that. And so um, I think that what gets me going is the alternative sucks. Like if you can't get through a day because you're having a hard day, you have two options, right? You let the hard day get you and things get worse 
or you push through through a little bit of discomfort for things to get better. And so with those two options, I mean, the best one's very clear. Push through the discomfort because you want things to get better. But I know that's always really hard. Um, but for me, it's like I have no option. Like I don't want to be suicidal. I don't want to be depressed. I don't want to be anxious. And once you can come to a point in your life where you're like, I don't want to feel that way anymore. And I don't care what it takes to not feel that way anymore. Like you've had, you have to have had enough. You have to be fed up with your current state enough to push through and really, really, and something. I don't think you need to reach a point of burnout and no, or not reach burnout. A, a tipping point. I think it can be a consistent balance. Um, but sometimes people f- have a hard time helping themselves until they reach a certain point right. of like enough is enough. Sure, sure. Um, but what inspires me are my. I like what you said though that sometimes when you're so regimented, you're like, uh, why? I'm in a constant state of improving or I, I, it, it feels like I'm, I'm rushing towards something, but I'm not essentially re- reaping the benefits in that moment. So what am I going to, I get that loop. Um, but honestly, I think for me, inspiration, motivation, I think I allow myself, if there are really tough moments and days, I allow myself to be gentler it's really hard because I think I experience a lot of shame and judgment around, or I, I experience a lot of shame around like taking a day or taking a moment. Mm-hmm. And I feel as if I should be, as you said, optimizing and productive. And um, it's something I think our generation really struggles with. And yeah. It's debilitating at times. And it's, it's kind of like, it's, it's this catch 22. It's like your, your work, it, it, there's no there's nothing I don't know we're working so hard but then we just like burn out and it's and then we're lazy looked at as lazy and it's just this or like people that say like they want to be the best version of themselves every day and like every single day they wake up and they're like how do I be the best version of myself today like I find that very admirable but also at times I can find it very exhausting well that's how I am and very like like why can't I just be today like let me be who I am today in this moment and so I think it's about finding that balance of like this is what works for me so I'm gonna do it and this is not what works for me so I'm not gonna do that yeah I think I have really high standards for myself and I think this is I'm not an is not an isolated view I think uh, we all have really high expectations for our performance and for our achievements and what we want in life and that's great but it it there is a there is a point where glorifying it and wanting to be perfect all the time is it as you said it's exhausting, exhausting. Yeah. and it's something that I've struggled with specifically in the past two years I've noticed I've become a lot more I, I I'm not as present and I'm not as as you said like let me just be it's more like okay how do I become better okay I, I reached that okay now what's next okay like it is so fucking exhausting but I've also reached a point in my life where because um like I'm trying to quantify success and what's that what that means to me yeah I have no personal definition of success I used to quantify it as a certain like number in my bank account or something but now I quantify it as if I had to change one thing about my life like like if I was going to die in a year what would I change about my life and the answer really is not really that much. Like I love waking up every morning. I love my job. I love OKSIS. I love my husband. I love my family. I love my friends. Like I'm so grateful for the life I have that I feel like I've reached success. And that doesn't mean that I don't push myself to get another client and to grow my business. But when it comes down to it, I feel like I've reached success. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that wasn't easy. So don't think it like happens overnight. But Yeah. yeah. Um, I think working out, I know oh, this is an great. annoying answer, but we're, I work out, I drink a lot of water. Yeah. 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 
skincare. Skincare. Um, okay. Our last question is from our sister Natalia. <laughs> Who would survive longer on a desert island? You a hundred percent. Really? I feel like you would. Oh, actually, no, you wouldn't have medication, so you would just okay, thanks. wither away. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um uh you know what? I think my um instincts would kick in my intrinsic motivation my You're also like drive. physically stronger than me oh yeah yeah yeah. i could fight off the bears yeah and i couldn't like if yeah. a pig came at me i would oh, run i would slice that pig i would bite it and we would eat it for bacon see yeah i would run away so i think you yeah. would probably survive longer but the thing is like we're afraid of lizards who are we kidding we're gonna run away from anything yeah but if it was like dire situation i think you fight you or probably, flight you probably I would revert back to my my um my instincts. Yeah. Okay, this was lovely. Wow, what a pod. What a pod. I we love you. So many ups and downs. I love you dearly. <laughs> love you too. Even and though I you gave don't you your approve. Hanukkah present and you weren't that stoked, so that's cool. Well um I was. I just haven't looked at it. You were like, Oh it. thanks. Um anyways. <laughs> I was really excited about getting I this haven't for you. looked at it yet. Can you read my note? I wrote a nice note. Okay, I exactly I haven't looked at the note yet. Okay, we were, and uh, if <laughs> if you love us, you'll follow us at OKSIS Podcast on Instagram. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, uh, also on Twitter. Okay, fuck Twitter. Okay, love oh you, sister. Oh, my God, please follow us on Twitter. Okay, follow us on Twitter. Love you. Love you, sisters. <laughs>